You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing fine, doing fine now at 107 days until fall camp starts. Okay. I had to think through that for a second. It's harder to remember for me when it's over 100. Uh, I'm pretty good at it once it gets down to 99. That'll be next week. Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, I, I can't deny or confirm. So why not? It's one of seven. It's one of seven. It's in that neighborhood. You're you're not far off. I mean, there's only 365 days, and we've gone through about a third of the year. So yeah, you got to be about right. right. I know Thursday is 105 because we are going to begin fall camp as of right now on a Thursday or a Friday. But I'm going to assume that Thursday. So all Thursdays should be. Uh, denominations of seven, if you know what I mean, 7, 14, 21, 28, 35, 42. If you do that all the way up, 105 um, is divisible by seven. So I know Thursday's 105. That would make today 107 as we record. So when people are listening to this, you're actually correct. As people listen, it is 106 days until fall camp starts. See, a whole nother day just wiped out there. I don't know if this is your responsibility or my responsibility, but I feel like one of us should call Guinness and see if this was, in fact, the most boring beginning to a podcast in podcast industry. Counting days is not something that has our audience on the edges of their seat when we're counting days to something that's more than three months off. We didn't know. We don't even know if we counted them right. (laughs) We don't even really know when the start of practice is. So this is my... uh, this is my guide to that. I literally don't count down to the start of practice because not Coach Saban doesn't even decide that till later in the summer. Um, but so what I count down to is that NFL Hall of Fame game because for whatever reason, we have been starting practice on the Thursday or Friday of that Hall of Fame week. So – Thursday night, that is the Hall of Fame game. So I'm literally counting down to that. But I'm assuming that we will practice that day or the next day because we generally have been under Saban for for like the last decade. All right, tell Guinness not to print the books yet because you just topped your own record by boring (laughs) us with your faux countdown to shit nobody cared about. Steelers versus Cowboys, by the way, in that Hall of Fame game. And Najee Harris could be playing for the Steelers, and Patrick Sertan could be playing for the uh, Cowboys, according to many mock drafts. And we've come full circle. We're back to Bama. And, uh, yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I think, put it this way, as much as we talk about Mac to San Francisco, today I would be more willing to go to betonline.ag and bet Sertan to Cowboys and Najee to Pittsburgh, I think are better bets than Mac to San Francisco Though if I was doing a mock today, I, w- I, w- I would project Mac to San Francisco at three, but but I would definitely include Sertan to Dallas and uh, and Najee to Pittsburgh at twenty four. I think right. those are those are feeling like safer and safer bets for sure. 
Um, as much as you so, can. Well, it's so yeah. unpredictable. Since we have already, since we have already blown this first segment, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say that this is something I thought about as I walked in the door to my house to do this podcast. I was like, you know, I really am going to need Comedy Central to quit showing old episodes of The Office because I'm a I'm a threat to get caught on one show and like watch it over and over. I've done it with The Simpsons, obviously. I've done it with Seinfeld. I've done it. I used to do it with the Jeffersons back in the day. Um, I've done it with uh, The Sopranos. Uh, I did it with Breaking Bad to the point where like I I know I certainly know what's going to happen, but I know the the mundane dialogue that's going to be next, and I still love them, you know. And now right. I'm that way with the office. Now I don't want to watch any of the offices after um, Steve Carell leaves because those aren't as good. Uh, but the offices, like season one through season, I don't know seven ish in that neighborhood. I think, uh, good lord, they're so funny to me. And like they had the one on yesterday where. Um, where he did the uh, golden ticket idea. And it's just, that's just a classic to me. And also the one where he declared bankruptcy and like, they were like, you know, and uh, uh, Creed told him, said, you know, bankruptcy just, it solves everything, you know, what's the problem. And then, and um, so Michael just walked out into the room of the office where everybody was and goes, I declare bankruptcy and then oscar comes in who's the accountant and says you know you can't just go out there and say bankruptcy and and have it be so and he said i didn't say it i declared it i declared oh but anywho all right we gotta that brings us to our first break unbelievably um but this this episode is brought to you by built bar built bar.com is where you want to go Man, I, Jimmy, I, I don't know about you, but they sent us some of these birthday cake built bars, and I've been knocking those things back like they had the antidote in them. I mean, they're so good. Thank God you don't gain weight with these things because holy cow. I mean, I love them. They are delicious. The birthday cake is right up there with the carrot cake yep. as far as I'm concerned now. It tastes just really like birthday cake. It, it tastes really just like birthday cake. Any birthday cake. That's the other thing. Any birthday cake. It tastes like all birthday cakes. Um. So, uh, anywho, Built Bar is where you want to go. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, LOCKEDON15 for that 15% bonus, uh, or not bonus, I mean, I guess discount. Uh, it's kind of a bonus. I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, but Built Bar, absolutely delicious. They got all these incredible flavors, like over 20 for sure. They're all covered in chocolate. Go check them out. BuiltBar.com, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, Jimmy. Um, I'm going to talk just for a second. We, we, uh, we're we bouncing more back into basketball than we have before, but uh, Joe Lenardi came out with bracketology today, and um, he had Alabama as a one seed. He has seven SEC teams in the field, and then LSU is like, I think, the next one of the next four out. I could see a scenario where even Ole Miss gets into the fray. It wouldn't shock me if the SEC got eight or nine teams in the uh, NCAAs next year. And yeah. I, I'm, I know we're all pumped about uh, football, there, and we should be. We're national champs, and we're always good, and we're going fun. I know that baseball is, like, hitting its stride right now for the college, and softball is too, um, and that's great. And Alabama's certainly getting better in baseball, and they're a threat to win it all in softball, and so that's kind of fun to watch. And we just won two out of three against Auburn. So all that's good. 
But, man, I'm telling you, I, I think the SEC is going to be the best conference in the country next year. When you think about all the dudes Tennessee's bringing in, they got a five-star to reclassify, and then uh, Fulkerson is coming back. They also had another five-star already, you know, in his regular class. Um, unfortunately, for because I don't like Auburn, Auburn's bringing back Allen Flanagan. They got Walker Kessler. They got Jabari Smith. Uh, they got Trey Alexander. They got they got some dudes on that team. They're going to be a lot better. Um, you think Kentucky's going to be down anymore? They're not going to be down anymore. Hello. Um, Hello. Even Vandy's kind of getting some dudes now. Uh, Mississippi State, they got a transfer in from Memphis that is a really good player. Um, they're going to be tough, and I think this is going to be a, a make-or-break year for Ben Howland. So, I, you know, they're going to be playing with desperation and, and therefore playing very hard. I think Ole Miss, again, can be kind of tough. They got Deshaun Ruffin coming in. Um, I'm just telling you, man, I think next year in basketball is going to be a real thing. Yeah, and this is my concern. I famously and loudly predicted that Alabama would win the national championship next year. And I did that in the middle of the anguish over losing to UCLA in the Sweet 16. And I knew it would cheer everybody up and get everybody refocused on next year. And I meant it seriously. I mean, I mean, that's what I really believe. Now, you know, I, I try to predict the national champion every year. And last year I said it would be Gonzaga. And I said it before the season even started. And, and, and you know, they, and I was wrong. I was wrong. Baylor won. Uh, next year, just like I said, Gonzaga last year, this year, I think it's Alabama. I think Alabama will win the national championship. And, of course, there's a chance I could be wrong. Um, but my point is, when I said we'd win the national championship and it got literally a 1,000 or 2,000 likes and was – really discussed for several days on Twitter. Um, I, I was, I took some level of shit, even from our own fans. So not, not, not universally, but, but some people mocked it and, and, and especially people from outside the Alabama community that saw that tweet. I guess my point is if Lenardi has Alabama as a number one seed, now the statement that I made, you know, a month ago, isn't shocking it doesn't shock anyone that someone would say Alabama's going to win the national championship if somebody like Lenardi has Alabama as a one seed because that means per Lenardi we're in the top four. Um, so my statement is is losing its uh, shock value. And uh, should we win the national championship, I fear it's going to be lost. That's okay. No, but I – I don't think so. And by the way, nice humble brag with the two thousand yeah. likes thing. I, I like the way you snuck that in there. <laughs> it I was mean, a lot of. It was. A, I mean, I've got to. I've got to brag about that because so few of my tweets uh, get, get up there in the stratosphere. That's kind of like John Holmes saying, you know, I went to the grocery store the other day and I was looking for some cabbage, and then my twenty-two inch penis dragged the floor, and I wondered, hey, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. Not really. I don't it know is. Why. I don't know why those two things equate at all. It, it is. I mean, it's an excellent apples to apples analogy there. Or more like onions to onions. Am I right? Uh, anywho. Cucumber uh, to cucumber. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just I, – I wrote an article for the local fish wrapper about basketball for next year and, and just like, hey, this is going to be – and look, I – I, I'm so tired of the argument the SEC was so down last year. That's why Alabama won it. If it was so down, why the hell didn't somebody else win it? <laughs> uh, but uh, 
the, I, there's no doubt. I think the league does upgrade in talent next year. There is no doubt about it. Um, and I'm I'm excited about that. And I, the SEC is just taking over. And the reason this is so interesting now is because, and I don't know all the specifics because I don't like soccer. But apparently, in soccer in Europe, they like the biggest teams have kind of split apart and done their own super conference or whatever. And so now the talk for the last few days, because everybody's looking for shit to talk about, has been what if um, the college football world had a super conference? And in fact, I think Andy Staples put one together, um, you know, and he's like, you know, I don't know why he chose 15 teams, but he did. I guess maybe because the soccer thing has 15 teams. I don't know. But he chose 15 teams. Of course, Alabama was in it. Uh, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, um, uh, Texas, Notre Dame, you know, the, all the all the usual suspects, I guess. And um, I just found it interesting. First of all, I don't think it'd be only 15 teams, but I feel like we're sort of eventually moving that way um, to having a conference like that. And instead of just diving into that right now, let me go ahead and, and knock out these other live reads so that we can talk about it a little bit more. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go to place all your bets. If there ever is a super conference, you need to go to BetOnline.ag to bet on it. BetOnline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. This time it's not a discount. It is a bonus, baby. You put in $110, you get to play with uh, 150, 155 I think that's right. Um so it doesn't matter. I don't know why I choose these random numbers every time to like screw myself. It's like I'm trying to keep my mind sharp and it's not going to work because it never was sharp to begin with. But betonline.eg, you don't have to be all that sharp. It's easy to put money in. It's even easier to get paid. Um, it's safe. It's secure. It's fun. You can bet on poker, blackjack, college basketball, college football, pro football, futures. You can bet on reality television. There are not a lot of sites that are going to let you do that, but betonline.ag, you can. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Go check them out. Also, I want to tell everybody about the good folks over at Kaleidoscope Media. Man, we appreciate them so much. Michael and Cassie Moore, husband and wife team, have come up with this business uh, helping you uh, visualize, visualize your architectural needs. Like if you want to remodel or if you want to do a new home or whatever. Uh, they can help you with 3D rendering and modeling. Um, they, they just want to help you out. Go check them out. KAL-media.com. KAL-media.com. I guess they did it that way because Kaleidoscope is kind of a pain to, to spell out, but that's why KAL-media.com is so brilliant. So go check them out. Again, Michael Moore, uh, two tours in Iraq. He is an American hero in every sense of the word, and his wife is a beautiful, brilliant woman, they teamed up. Uh, he got into industrial design and engineering after the military, and they came up with this idea to help people out there right there in Baldwin County. Go check them out, kal-media.com, kal-media.com. They would love to hear from you today. All right, Jimmy, so <clears throat> what do you think about the idea of a super conference? I'm, I'm kind of for it, but now when we cross that road, when, I don't, when we cross that bridge, I guess you could cross the road or the bridge. It doesn't. You and I are not good with these cliches. Um, but if, <laughs> once we cross that bridge, um, I think what we've got to say then is we are 100% officially NFL light. Now, you can make the argument college football is NFL light now, but uh, kind of, sort of, not really. I think if we go to a super conference, we're going to definitely have an expanded playoff. 
and we're going to have, you know, 40 teams, maybe 60 teams, maybe 30 teams, and it's going to really be NFL light. I'm going to be fine with it. Um, I don't think everybody will be fine with it, and I do think it will hurt college football, at least in a traditional sense, but I just see it coming, don't you? Massive change is coming. I mean, we can't stop it anymore. I mean, it, I mean, massive change. It's on the way. Uh, who knows what it will ultimately look like? I don't like it, uh, and, and that's just just my own personality. I'm slow to accept change, especially when it's something I love so much. I mean, I love college football. I always have, and, and I still love college football now. And so, anytime there's talk about changing it, I'm always putting on the brakes because I'm like, whoa, 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 what's why are y'all trying to fix something that isn't broken, you know, it, or it's not broken to me. And I know it's not perfect and there's issues. Uh, and, and if someone was being, you know, abused and bleeding, I, I would, I would want to change that too. But I, I just hope that we don't end up with a bunch of unintended consequences. And, uh, you know, I'll sit here and lament, you know, like the old man sending back his uh, cold soup at the deli. I, I, I'm going to, lament all of it because I mean to me what makes college football special is it's so different than the other sports just because college football determines its champion differently than the other sports doesn't make it worse it just makes it unique and that uniqueness was one of the reasons that that we all love it and uh now that said you know I what I, I did like the BCS I mean when they came up with the idea of the BCS I love that because I, I didn't like the uncertainty the voting for who was national champion. Uh, I mean, that, that that time had passed, and I liked the BCS, but as soon as they said, no, no, we, now we need a 14 playoff, I didn't like I didn't like it. And now that we have it, uh, I, do, I do like it. I do like it. And, of course, I'm against expanding to eight, but, heck, I didn't want to go from two to four. So, although a consequence of going from two to four, we've sort of destroyed – uh, all the other bowls. I mean, there's just no interest in all the other bowls. Kids aren't even playing in any. See, that's a great example of unintended consequences, right? You know, when we had the BCS, were any kids sitting out of the bowls? No. That happened when we instituted the playoff. It was an unintended consequence of having an expanded playoff. Logic dictates once you go to an 18 playoff, basically no one's going to play in these bowls, but, but the freshmen you know, from the year before. And again, unintended consequences that negatively affect things. And sometimes even the smartest people can't see it coming. So as far as super conferences go, I suppose we're headed towards that. It feels like we are. Does it mean I'm excited about it? No, no, I like the SEC. I mean, I take shit all the time because I sort of root for the SEC. I'm one of the idiots with the SEC chant although I only tend to chant it when Alabama's not in the game. Yeah, but, but you don't chant I, it. You don't chant it for Auburn. Uh, I, there, there have been times I've rooted for Auburn, but only in times that I convince myself it's helping Alabama, like through some sort of standings, like, hey, we need Auburn to beat LSU here, sort of a thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. You know, I, I have a hard time rooting for them. Sometimes logically I want to, and then the game starts and I just can't. Yeah. In recorded history, I've never rooted for Auburn. And I I think even my Auburn friends would be like, yeah, I never root for you guys. I mean, that I don't think any true Auburn fan would be like, 
oh, you jackass, you never root for Auburn. I think they're like, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't. Um, now, one thing, I mean, well, I'm a, I follow recruiting so much. I think our fans get so obsessed with Auburn. Sometimes I, I don't understand it. I mean, to me, our biggest rivals right now are Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. Those, those tend to be the only programs that beat us for players that we want, not Auburn. So I don't worry about Auburn as much as others. But, And I've got friends. I'll never understand it. They're still friends just because I disagreed. I mean, we can't be friends. <laughs> but I've got friends. I swear this is true. They, they're more happy when Auburn loses than they're excited when Alabama wins. You know what I mean? Like, if, I, uh, I've got friends that are like that. I, I, I don't – my brain is incapable of comprehending that, but I swear I've got friends. If Auburn's playing a team they could easily lose to and Alabama's playing Southern Miss, they're going to watch the Auburn game because Auburn has a chance of losing, and that, that, that excites them more than watching Alabama win 49-7. to Meanwhile, I'd rather watch Alabama scrimmage <laughs> Then watch Auburn play Clemson. You know, nah, that's just me. I, you have a friend that you do a podcast with that is almost like that. I mean, look, <laughs> you, you are you, you are a lot. You're like that, but not as much as some others. That, that no, but I mean, podcast. let me tell you something. The like because I grew up in Ellick City, which is right next to Auburn, and I do a bunch of shows with Auburn people who are my friends. They're great people. But when you for most of them, there, there's one of them that I do a show with, uh, and I'll give him a shout out, Randy Lee. He's about as unbiased as you can be because I think Randy Lee is very business oriented. So we, when we do our sports split stuff, or he does um, his LMG apparel, all that Lee apparel stuff, um, he's like, if Alabama sends me an order, I'm printing that order, and I'm not going to do something funky like write War Eagle on the tag where nobody can see it that only I know. Blah blah blah. He's not going to do that shit. You know, he's he's like, I want to make money. And, you know, Alabama, he, Randy legitimately cares about the state of Alabama. He is not an Alabama fan. He has no problem saying that. But he knows that Nick Saban's been good for the state of Alabama, and therefore he respects it. And I appreciate that. I cannot do the same. I wish I could. It's not in my nature. Um, I, most of my Auburn friends, I mean, they cannot help. I, I got a couple that I, that I do shows with or that I talk to or whatever. And like literally, the, we'll say, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Alabama. And I'll start talking about Alabama. And then the next thing you know, it'll be, well, you know, that's kind of like Auburn. I'm like, I had an Auburn fan come over to my house during the Alabama Iona game, right? I, I remember Iona was, I think they were leading at the half or whatever yep. for the basketball this year. <clears throat> and he said, hey, you don't need to worry about this. Remember Auburn? They had the hardest time with that first round game when they played and they went to the Final Four. The, Auburn did that. And I looked at him and I said, man, you just walked into my house. I, I'm watching the NCAA tournament, which y'all aren't in. And you had to somehow equate Auburn shit with something I'm doing and I'm stressed out about. I was like, why is it every time anything comes up, y'all always got to bring it back to Auburn? He's like, well, excuse me. I once had an Auburn fan that – and I said, shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, I mean it, anyway – um, it's, but see, again, I'm not trying to make, I don't think Auburn fans, if there's an Auburn fan listening to this, I think they probably do take offense to some of it. They're like, what a jerk. But at the same time, they know this jerk is right. I hate Alabama. I don't want anything to do with Alabama. And, um, I want Alabama to lose all the time. 
And that's how I am about Auburn. I enjoy their misery is Schadenfreude as much as not as much. I appreciate our championships more. Do not get me wrong. I would rather go to Alabama Southern Miss than Auburn Clemson, just like you. There's no doubt. But if Clemson's beating Auburn, you can bet your sweet ass my phone is going to be dialed in on the ESPN app to that game while the Alabama game's going on because I'm going to enjoy watching people um, give that War Eagle anyway, anyway look on their face. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. But <clears throat> in the end, um, you know, it's it's just uh, – it's I don't know what the hell we were talking about. So I don't know how to end this. <laughs> I think I think in the I was just saying I'd miss the SEC. I enjoy the SEC, um, and I enjoy the SEC network. Uh, and by that, what I mean is, I mean I enjoy learning about these guys on the other teams. And and I'll sit there and watch a Ole Miss preview show or a LSU preview show, and not because I'm a fan, but just because I, I want to know who plays for them. And and there, there's various players and coaches throughout the league I respect or like. And I, I, that's one of the things I'll hate about. Put it this way. Put it this way, guys. This is why I'll hate it so much. You may disagree with me, which is fine, and say, I hate the SEC. I hate every freaking team in this league and every player and coach that doesn't play for Alabama, and I freaking hate them all. Okay, that's fine. If that's the way you want to roll, that's good. Uh, I have a lot of friends that feel that way. Uh, But here's the deal. Whether you love or hate the SEC, you have an opinion and you want to know about those guys, is have you ever gone to an NFL game and heard a chant, NFC East? NFC East. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. You're either a Dallas fan, Washington, the Giants, or the Eagles. And, and those other three teams are your rivals. But no one takes pride in the division they're in, in the NFL yeah, at all. And in the SEC. But, but that's why we're unique. <clears throat> and yeah, and that's also, why, here's exactly. the other thing. That's why it's great. But here's the other thing. Uniqueness. Here's the other thing. Like, this is why super conferences will happen. And here's why I kind of don't want them to happen. See, like, as an Alabama fan or an Auburn fan or an LSU fan or a Georgia fan or whatever, you kind of like, okay, Vandy's our whipping boy in this conference, and they don't deserve the same money we get. They don't deserve our piece of the pie. We all acknowledge this. Okay, forget their little baseball championships. Nobody cares about that. That doesn't make us a lot of money. The, the money's in the football and a little bit in basketball. That's where the money is. And Vandy is is essentially a non-factor in terms of helping our perception. If anything, they hurt the SEC's perception. But we give them the equal share of the pie, and we're like, this is part of it because we also need a scrimmage game, and y'all are our scrimmage game that still counts in the conference, right? We all accept this. If we go to a super conference – we're not going to have that anymore. It's going to be like the NFL. It's going to be, you know, where um, there's no there's no more like give to me's every week or you know this game's bigger than. It's all going to be the same shit, and that's that that does bother me because and that's where people say I know some people will say well, you know, I don't want to play. People say all the time I don't want to play Southern Miss or. Fr- Okay, but, you know, last year we played an all-SEC schedule and then played another SEC team and then a, a Notre Dame and then Ohio State. That's too much for these kids, man. They, and, and and I know it's coming, just like the eight-team expansion's coming. But see, it is. And, and also, Can't stop it. 
We're also Alabama fans, and we're Alabama fans, so we appreciate tradition because, frankly, college football was built on the shoulders of your Alabamas and Notre Dames and Ohio States and Michigans and Texases and USC's. It was built on our shoulders. And I don't want people just knocking the shit off our shoulders any more than I want people knocking it off Kentucky or Duke's shoulders or UCLA shoulders in, in basketball. So um, I just – I'm kind of worried about it. And I think I started out saying I want it, and now I've convinced myself I don't want it. And that's probably just me being bipolar, but whatever. Well, well look, if you look at, like, the NFC South and, and the NFL – and I love the NFL. I know you love the NFL too. Uh, the Saints and the Falcons, I think there's some legitimate college rivalry there probably because – so much of the Falcons and Saints fan base are call or SEC fans, you know, too. And there's some a legitimate rivalry of New Orleans not liking the Falcons and the Falcons not liking the Saints. But do either team feel the same way about the Buccaneers and the Panthers? I know, I know that they, they play them. They play them twice. But is there some hate? Is there some New Orleans Saints fans going? God, I hate Carolina. No. No, the, I mean, the NFL just doesn't engender that sort of thing. And part of it is the format. And once you change the format of college football and we go to 16-team super conferences and you add an Oklahoma to the SEC and we just stop calling it the SEC, now it's just north, south, east, west. It, it, college football just loses what, like you said, Luke, what it was built on and it's not like I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and say, screw it, I'll just watch the NFL. I, I hope it never gets to that point. But count me as old school. I don't want college football resembling completely the NFL minor league. And, and, and gosh, I could rant on it for 14 shows, but I'm concerned that we're changing college sports and college football in particular all because the rules aren't fair to a Spencer Rattler or a Bryce Young, famous household football names, and they make up 1% of all the players. And, 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 and these rules affect everyone that plays college football, and the vast majority of these guys are not future pro football players. Most of them are hugely benefiting from college football because they are earning and being handed college degrees which will serve them their whole lives. And that has been just freaking forgotten in this rush to make sure that Spencer Rattler makes $500,000 during his time at Oklahoma. And no, that's a good, that's a great point. And that's also something you could say about society in general, that I think just like the Vandy getting a piece of the pie, the same piece of the pie that Alabama gets that, that LSU gets, um, is not really fair. It's not. Van, Vandy is light years ahead of us academically. We all get that, okay? And if the debate team were making all the money, then it, Alabama wouldn't deserve what Vanderbilt got. We all get that, okay? But at the same time, we all accept that, And and but now we want to change it because we feel like it's not fair. It's just like it's, that's a, an epidemic in society today where it's like well, we got to make this this has got to be fair across the board and see part of life is sometimes you're, you're on the shit end of the stick and there's just not much you can do about it. And I think we've all forgotten about that. And Bill Maher, who I'm not a huge fan of necessarily because politically he's like, he's not opposite end of my spectrum, but he's, he seems to be on the other, he's drifting back towards the middle a little bit. 
And he, he had this whole rant about, you know, I'm tired of everybody telling me how this pandemic is the worst shit that's ever happened. Oh God, you know, it's the worst. He said, this could happen and that could happen. He said, just doctor, give it to me straight. What it, what is the real deal here? Don't, don't make me into a panic so that I take every precaution known to man. Cause there's a risk every time you do anything, which is something we've always talked about, which is something completely uh, off, off the rails. And before I get into it and confuse all of our listening audience, I'm not saying shit that the p- pandemic's not real. I know it's real. I respect it. All that shit. I'm just saying Bill Maher's latest rant was very interesting to me about, and it, it is, it's, it ties into this in the sense that it feels like everybody thinks everything's going to be fair all the time for everybody. And that's the way it should be. And it can't be, it just can't be. And so sometimes a Spencer Rattler is going to miss out on some money that he should probably get for the betterment of the rest of the sport. And that's, that's what we need to remember. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's what, I, what we need to remember. I'm I'm pro Spencer Rattler making money where he can make money. I'm also pro college football. And the only way to keep college football and the integrity of the game, and, and whatever's left of it, is to is to make sure that we all know, hey, not everybody's going to get a fair deal. Just But here's the other thing. Spencer Rattler also gets a shit ton of free publicity that the third string linebacker doesn't get. So Spencer Rattler already has a huge leg up. Let's not forget that part too. So to we're running out of time. Of, to say nothing of being expertly and professionally trained so that he can one day be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, all the while earning a college degree. So should he get injured and not be able to play football, he can have a very bright future. All right, buddy. That'll do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more. So uh, roll time. Roll time.